All right, welcome back to Ball Don't Lie right here on 1049 The Horn. Happy Valentine's Day to each and every one of you out there. Hope you're enjoying this Valentine's Day. Also, top of the charts Tuesday, we play jams that reach the top of the Billboard charts on this day in history. All right, uh, Rod's Round the Day coming up next segment. We'll get into Patrick Mahomes and his um, special X-Man ability. Uh, we'll dive into that a little bit and talk about uh, his uh, elite, iconic skill set a little bit. We'll talk about that coming up next segment. We'll talk Texas basketball here. They have a disappointing loss on the road uh, versus the Red Raiders last night, 74-67. to As a matter of fact, Harge, my man uh, Chan on the Specs text line said, you're wearing a lot of red and black today. You look like you're wearing some Red Raider red and black. No, never. Never will I wear the Red Raiders colors. Okay. <laughs> it was more for a Valentine's Day. You know, I just wanted to be red for okay. Valentine's. I got you. Yeah. All right, there you go. Valentine's Billy Ray Valentine. <laughs> <laughs> that makes more sense. So, yes, yeah. he's not representing Tech. No. Uh, but Tech did represent on their home floor, beating the Longhorns 74 to 67. Specs text line wide open, 512-337-3776. You can hit up Harge on the, uh, in the Twitterverse, at Hardball Harge. Patrick Davis at It's Patrick Davis. I'm at Rod Davis in the Twitterverse. All right, gentlemen, disappointing loss for Texas. Probably the most disappointing part of this uh, road loss for Texas on the road to the Red Raiders, 74-67. Once again, the start. Um, we're mm-hmm. past the point now of this potentially just kind of being an outlier or a coincidence. Uh, we have definitely recognized a pattern um, and I think a trend with Texas basketball. There are slow starts um, way too often with this Texas basketball team. Patrick mentioned it last hour as well on the road. Also, it seems to be something that is even more uh, frequent with this Texas basketball team. Yeah. Once again, that slow start uh, with the, I think, the nine-point halftime lead ended up as a 13-point deficit at one point. Uh, they ended up losing this game, even though they came back to tie it late in the game. And we've seen that before. Yep, yep. The slow start, then them make great adjustments. Shout out to Ronnie Terry. Battle back after making great adjustments, but then uh, coming up short in the Big 12, just a little uh, too little, too late, if you will. So uh, once again, Haraj, I think you know that to me is the most concerning part of this loss. You're going to lose in the Big 12. It's the Big 12. It's yep. the toughest basketball conference in the country. But the the reason in which they lost is one of them, one of the most glaring reasons. The slow start again came back to haunt them. Yeah, and, and that's something that we've talked about. We've looked at it. They've been – masking it because they've been coming back and winning. So it's like, okay, they came out slow, but now look at them. They they fight so hard, and they exude so much energy in that part to be able to get there to mm-hmm. it, right? Yep. So you're like, man, that's too much work. If you can come out, be efficient, be be smart with the way that you're going about it, that changes the way that you can participate in the game. And I know a lot mm-hmm. of people keep talking about the fact should should we change the lineup and do different things? No, no, that's not what you're supposed to be doing. Mm-hmm. What you should be doing is being smart with the way that you're going about it. Doesn't matter who's starting; it's matter who's on the court at the end of the game. And that's that's, that's the things that we've had success. That's why they've come back in those games because. Those guys know their role late in the games. They know them in the beginning, and they go about their business. The thing that was frustrating to me last night was the fact that they weren't fighting near as hard for those loose balls. They weren't fighting Mm -hmm. to the fact that the refs were letting them play early. It was a physical game early. But then when things started to get to that point where 
all right, they're letting us play. We didn't continue to push that envelope. Yeah. And last but not least, you got to do better at the free throw line. You guys know what it's about. This is this game is won and lost at the free throw line. And you go ten of seven after going twenty four of twenty five the last game. That that's seven points that were out there that you gave up. Yes, Brock missed the layup. Yes, he's missed some threes, but he's also hit some threes and made some layups for the team to win games. So we have to look at it and try to balance it out. It's not the end of the world. They're still in first place. Mm-hmm. They're still doing great things. But they can't take any team for granted because, Rod, what did you say just a second ago? It's the Big 12. Big 12 Everybody's baby. coming. Everybody's coming. At, and if you would have went into Lubbock just because they were 2-10 and 10 at mm-hmm. the time and you honestly thought that that team was going to lay down for you, you got the wrong thing coming. Did you not see that those kids were out there camping out Man. the night before to get into the arena? What? You know that it is Texas versus Texas Tech. They could care less what their record is. You're right about that. They are going to fight you all the way to the finish. So come out and be prepared and stop. I'm not, I don't know. I wasn't in the locker room, but moving forward, don't take any team for granted. Not in the Big 12. Not in the Big 12. And a team that is your rival that already has it out for you anyway. And let's not forget, Patrick and I were sitting there when they played here, and it was like they was coming out gunslinging in too. Mm. So you got to come out there and be prepared, man. That, that That's the, the simplest way that I can put it. Yeah, and I mean, you got to figure out ways. This offense has looked really good under Rodney Terry's watch. They did not look good at all last night. You're going to have to go up against teams that are going to play different looks against you. Mark Adams does a good job of changing up defensive looks and going to zone and man and switching up coverage and who's guarding you and how tight they're guarding you and then backing off you and making you question. And then he let guys stand open. He basically said, hey, man, Marcus Carr is going to try and win this game. Don't let him win the game. Make Tyrese Hunter hit shots. Make Brock Cunningham miss, uh, make shots. Because we, we, if they do, we lose. But I, look, we're, we're 2-10 and 10 in the Big 12. Who cares? Yeah, they, yeah, we we can lose games. They can't. Right, they can't afford to be losing these games. So let's go play the best odds because we are a less talented team. They played the odds, and Texas played into their hands. And you didn't find ways to go. Hey, man, they're trying to keep Marcus Carr out. They're trying to keep Timmy Allen out of it. Yeah. Okay, well, let's go to Dylan to as much as we can because he seems like he wants it tonight. Yeah. And he seemed like he was one of the few guys who really wanted it. So I mean, I, I get they're they're lining you up to get Brock Cunningham and Tyrese Hunter and. As you said earlier, Rod, it is, it's a disappointing state of affairs that <laughs> that they're leaving Tyrese Hunter open. Like, that should not be a – they shouldn't be going like, oh, we want him to shoot. Mm-hmm. Now, hopefully somebody does that again and it gets him going, but that's a lot of hope. We've been hoping for a long time. Yeah. I, I think this is just one of those things where you have to go, hey, man, the biggest lesson you can take out of this, because you got basically outplayed on every facet of energy-wise and you were out-rebounded. Mm-hmm. They shot the ball better than you did. They defended you better than you defended them. Basically, they outplayed you in almost everything. You need to come away from this and go, hey, man, we we were better than them, and we let them beat us in everything. We need to mentally be in the right space for all of our games, especially on the road, especially when we are not in our home play, in our home mm-hmm. away from home in the Moody Center. We can go in there, and, and even when we get behind, the crowd will get us back into it. We need to get ourselves back in these games. We need to be starting these games with the right intensity, and I think it's something to do, but this is somewhere Ronnie Terry can do part of it, but this is an older team. Like, these players have to do it for themselves 
because they are the ones who are fighting for each other right now. Yeah. Well, another thing too, point. if Timmy Allen only has two points, don't expect your team to win. No, I mean he didn't hit a shot. <laughs> you know, Those are free throws. Oh, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Oh, yeah. four from the field. Yeah. And there was a couple times he was by the bucket and he kept double pumping, like trying to get people off the ground. And it's like, bro, they're not gonna jump at your shot because they know you can't jump. So yeah. just go straight up and hopefully they foul you or something. I mean, again, these are experienced basketball players. I know we can we can break down every single part of this game and and we will, but there are some things that you were just sitting there going, what are they doing? Like what is truly happening in this deal, right? Yeah. No, cuz it's and and one texture said they didn't, you know, they didn't really have a slow start. Uh, early on, it was just you know, tons of missed free throws, and they just looked out of sorts. And that can be true. I think it was a, a slow start and maybe a sluggish start. Maybe they're different. So I don't know if it was a sluggish start, but at the end of that first half where basically Tex, they had six straight I think it was six straight buckets. Four of those were three-pointers. Yep. Down the, the stretch of the final minutes of the first half. And was that right? Right? I think that's yeah. it. And then that was that was yeah. That's when it really you know became glaring. And they just had these lapses. So maybe if it's not just a a slow start overall in the first half, they have these lapses within the first half that you don't really see in the second half. Mostly because the sense of urgency has kicked in because yeah. they're playing from a deficit. They're thinking, all right, you know what? We can't afford mistakes. We can't afford to beat ourselves. So they clean up a lot of these issues that plague them in the first half. You just need a more crisp. Focused team in the first yeah, half, yeah, and yeah. if that and you don't have such a big deficit to battle back from in the second half, then they'd be in much and they'd be in a much better situation. Still tied it up at sixty four all right late in the second half, but I think they spent so much damn energy battling back. They did, and that they didn't have anything to close the game out with in clutch time. Yeah, yeah I think, and that's part of it is too. It's like, look, and again, I'll say, Damian Harmon, Damian Harmon is not the player he, we saw last night. There's Ooh. a reason why he's at Texas Tech right now. He's a decent enough player, but they were listing off all the guys he used to play with, yeah. and they're all in the NBA. And you're like, ooh, that's sad that you are not going to be one of them. But he looked like in the first half, and you're like, dude, if if you have one guy going off, I know you don't want to sell out on that one, but sell out on him for a little bit. Make him get him out of his rhythm yeah. because he didn't. Do, they did in the second half. Yeah, he had right. 21 in the first half. I think he had 24 four. overall. Yeah, something like he had that. Three or four in the second half. Yeah, yeah so like it's that, like it you yeah. did it in the second half. Right. So if you got him out of his rhythm a little bit before the end, it made some other guys try and contribute. He started trapping him in the second a little bit. Yeah, too. and yeah. so it's like get him out of his game, and then all of a sudden that tech team doesn't have enough pieces to fight back. But you just basically thought, oh, he's hot. We'll just let him go. He banked in a three, so he's not really shooting that well. But you let him once he got that, he could go down and get within five feet of the basket mm-hmm. and for anyone at this level of basketball five feet away should be a pretty high percentage shot no, yeah. i'm with you that, well yeah they did i mean even you know brock cunningham late misses a layup there at, you know right at the rim they just seemed like a lot of the consistent uh pieces for texas that usually are uh, something you can count on in this game even Serge bar rice not Totally his fault, though it is his fault, but he got in foul trouble. So he wasn't able to contribute. He wasn't he didn't give you as many minutes, only twenty four minutes. Yeah. Um, but yeah, man, you're right about Devian Harmon. They just couldn't find an answer for him in this first half. He had those twenty one points. And yeah, in the second half, I mean, they really did a great job on him and trapped him and figure out uh, a better way to n- neutralize that threat. Um and he still came up with that 
clutch basket at the end yeah. of the, with the clutch layup off the top, off the top, top of the glass. Of the, yeah. That was a tough shot, though. I'm gonna, honestly, they, hey, sometimes, as Mac Brown would say, they're on scholarship, too. Exactly. That's a hell of a shot, man. They, yeah. they defended the hell out of that play, and he just made an unbelievable shot. Yeah. No, and that's the point, like, though, <laughs> is you when you let a basketball player get in a zone like that, where he's feeling it and you let him go in, that's when you have to knock him out of his rhythm. So when he does that, he doesn't feel he can even hit that shot. Yeah. And every make everything you make him question it, that's now right. that's a little bit harder. Yeah. yeah. And he now that, that shot is he doesn't necessarily put up it's too high or it's too low and he doesn't get the shot up. But you let him take advantage of everything the entire first half. So why would he not think he could do that? And part of it is just the confidence to go in there and trust your body to do the right thing. Oh, yeah. He 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 did that, and he had that confidence. He, he did that. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, I think for Texas, as long as they like, – I think the biggest issue, because you're going to lose in the Big 12, it is just yep. such a tough competitive league. I mean, Texas Tech is now starting to play their best basketball. Yeah. Took them this deep into the Big 12 season. Now they're starting to play their best basketball. Texas got them at a bad time, obviously, but you pointed out, Harsh, they played them tough last time, yeah, too. Yeah, they did. Um, so, you know, they just either match up well or they're really motivated, as we know, to play – Texas because of a lot of the history there um, but I digress as long as we don't see the same issues plague them in back-to-back games and the result in a loss right coach Terry's been really good about you know seeing issues or whatever the flaws were that led to them losing a game and then being able to correct those and being able to rectify those things and then be moving on to the next game and find a way to win now they haven't lost back-to-back games I don't expect that to happen. I expect him to clean everything up and really find a way to start a little more focused with a, a yep. you know, more crisp um, style of play, especially with such a veteran team. Right. That's why it's a little – because veteran teams don't start like that. Right. They, don't, they should you know, know yeah. what, the, what it takes to get into the flow of the game yeah. every single time. Exactly. I mean, you, you can walk into a gymnasium and look around – and feel the energy right away and like, okay, boys, we're going to have to go out here and stay locked in as soon as we walk out here. Yeah. Not uh, let's go ahead and play through it and see what happens. No, there's there's different atmospheres every single time. When you're at home, you should feel comfortable. You should feel mm-hmm. good. You should be able to walk out there, throw up a shot, and just know it's going in because you spent so much time. When you're on the road like that and it's a hostile environment – you have to make sure that you are mentally engaged in the game because yep. those fans were going to be on you the entire time regardless. That's true. Regardless. They were waiting on this. And, again, people normally think of it as like, oh, okay, uh, Chris Beard's coming back. Mm-hmm. It's one of those things kids are going to be like, and then the situation happened and we're like, oh, I may not be as raucous because now they don't have anything to, to heckle them about. They were staying overnight. <laughs> they were camping out because Texas yeah. was coming to their arena. They were ready for it, and you should have already known that. Yeah, it, it's like I said, it's disappointing because Texas Tech, although I mean they obviously are not a team that you can overlook. Mm-mm. They've been struggling in Big Twelve play. Texas came into the game leading the the conference, yep. and they still, I believe. Uh, tied for the lead in the conference, so they still got a shot to win this thing. Uh, but this is a team that you have played better than all year, proven that you, right now, at this point in the season, are a better team than Texas Tech, even though it is the Big 12. Yep. And the biggest reason you lost that game was because of a subpar first half. And honestly, kind of getting back to Patrick's point, too, 
rebounding edge is also something that has been a consistent character flaw yeah. of the team all year long. For that sure. also comes back to haunt them as well in this matchup. But I think more so it's the slow start or yeah. a subpar first half. Yeah, I, I would the agree lapses. with you 100% on that. The, sub, yeah. the subpar start, which Texas normally finds a way to correct it a lot sooner than what it was. But the fact is – they hadn't played against a guy that was shooting the lights out like that in the first half either. Because uh, there's, there's some moments where guys think that they're hot and they're not, and the shot's not going in. To your point, he banked one in. They, they banked that in, means they were shooting it, They though. banked in two threes in that first half. Yeah, he had yeah. That means it is frustrating if you were playing defense and they're yeah. banking in threes. He had a couple of rainmakers. Yeah. yeah. It's like, what the hell was that? Yeah. yeah. No, you're right, and that's that's a little deflating. And I think that's also something disappointing. If it's not offensive, you know, frustrations from Texas in the first half, it's defensive lapses. Yeah, that also are are, are a problem. So I think Coach Terry will get it handled. He's done a great job of being able to solve these problems, remedy these issues when they pop up. But at this point, as you know, he's got to solve the first half lapses. Yeah. He's got to solve that, and you got to do it ASAP because it's the Big 12, and that could come back to haunt you again in Big 12 play. And if that's the case, because now you have Texas and Baylor are nine and four. Yep, yeah, they're tied. Yeah, and then Kansas is eight and four. And te- Kansas is right? the one that everybody's looking at <clears throat> as the number one seed. Okay, yeah, you know what I'm saying. So, you so got three teams with four yeah. losses. Yeah, I mean it's it's getting down to. You know, that time of the year where, man, the, the margin for error shrinks considerably. Mm-hmm. And uh, you just can't afford to have crucial mistakes because they will come back to bite you in Big 12 play. Texas losing to Texas Tech, 74 to 67 on Big Monday. Um, man, Texas made, what, one of its final nine shots? In that in that matchup, yeah, it was it was difficult to watch near the end. So you fought it, back and got there, and then you just, got back to the tie, like you said. I think they just they have enough energy left. Yeah, they had no juice left once they got back to tie the game to try to find a way to win it in clutch time. Um, anyway, Texas and, where they lost, disappointing, seventy four sixty seven. In Rock- Texas sorry. plays Texas plays <laughs> uh, Oklahoma this weekend, but tonight Oklahoma plays Kansas State. <laughs> Plays Kansas State. <laughs> the Spec Sense line is giving you the business. I know, Someone man. say, Harge, get your guns up. <laughs> like the black and red look. Okay. Harge wearing those Texas Tech colors. Get your guns up, man. Hey, man, I'm not doing it. <laughs> I'm not doing it. Your wife went to Tech, man. It, she played ball there. She is a Longhorn. She went there on scholarship for soccer. Still. Yeah. If it That's if it wasn't get- a soccer game last night. It was a basketball game. <laughs> <laughs> he had multiple textures. Oh, giving you the business. Hey, he ran. This shirt is for Valentine's he Day. He says he's wearing the red for Valentine's, Valentine's Day, guys. Day. And I have work today. For Texas. <laughs> oh, man. You got to remember, Harge is a lover, not a raider. Exactly. <laughs> oh, man. That's great. All right. Keep him we'll coming. Put my jacket on. Keep him coming. Next, next, next. Like 512-337-3776. I often talk about the X-Man ability of quarterbacks. I think I might have identified the X-Man ability of Patrick Mahomes, something he does as better, if not better, than something he does as well, I should say, if not better than every other quarterback in the NFL. Maybe in NFL history. We'll discuss it when we come back. Right here on Ball Don't Lie, 1049 The Horn. I'm as mad as hell, and I'm not going to take this anymore. Find out what happens when people stop being polite and start getting real. You ain't keeping it real. My God, okay, it's happening. Everybody stay calm. Oh, no, you've done it now. It's time for Rod's Rant of the Day. Hold on to your butts. 
All right, welcome back to Ball Don't Lie right here on 104.9 The Horn. Mm, I want to talk about Patrick Mahomes. I've tried to, I've tried my best to try to identify what makes Patrick Mahomes so unique and, and special, and it's a lot of different things. It's a, it's a multifaceted uh, answer and a complicated uh, question, really, as to what makes him so special. When I look at quarterbacks, though, I do think it is important to identify what makes that quarterback special. I call it their X-man ability, right? What do they do as well, if not better, than every other quarterback uh, that is in their peer group? And for Patrick Mahomes, I mean, you probably can go through either arm strength, you probably can go with accuracy, you probably can go a number of different things. I was listening to B&E uh, this morning, and he uh, he made a really good point, uh, man, Aaron Hogan, about this season for Patrick Mahomes, that he may be the first quarterback in the history of the NFL, he is the first quarterback, to win Super Bowl MVP, regular season MVP, lead the NFL in passing yards and touchdowns in the same season, also wins First team gets first team all pro honors. Um, and so he's, I mean, you, you may have been watching just the greatest season in the history of the NFL for a quarterback this past season. But there's one thing that Patrick Mahomes has proven in a short time span that he does better than any other quarterback, arguably, in the history of the NFL, even the GOAT, Tom Brady. Like, and in my opinion, already surpassed him in this aspect. So Patrick Mahomes is averaging around 31.7 points per game in the playoffs. Uh, nine of the 14 games, I think he scored at least 30 points. So we're dealing with an era where people are scoring more and more points in uh, the playoffs. And, you know, he had to score 38 points to win that Super Bowl. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's a lot of points in the Super Bowl. And I think more and more you're starting to see those numbers go up. But he was down double digits at halftime, second time in Super Bowl history. Uh, and the GOATs, uh, Tom Brady has the other win where a team has come back in the Super Bowl after being down double digits at halftime to win. Patrick Mahomes and Tom Brady, that's a great place to start. And I told you guys this before the Super Bowl, that if you look at offenses in the NFL and look at their stats when trailing or when uh, when playing from behind, Kansas City had the best offense in the league when coming from behind or trailing. I'll give you some stats here about the Kansas City offense when trailing or when playing from behind. I went and tracked the best eight offenses in the NFL since 2018 when trailing or playing from behind. Number one, 2018 Kansas City. Number two, 2019 Kansas City. Number three, 2022 Kansas City. 2019 San Fran's number four. 2018 Pittsburgh's number five. 2020 Kansas City. It's number six. 2021 Kansas City is number seven. <laughs> Green Bay, number eight. Uh, 2021 Green Bay is number eight. So when I look at the top eight offenses since 2018, when trailing or playing from behind, Kansas City is five of the top eight, three of the top five, and the top three. Best offense in the NFL when trailing. This, I think, is the key to Patrick Mahomes' superpower, to his X-Men ability. Now, if you follow the X-Men cartoons, X-Men comics, then you know there are levels to these mutants. or different levels. They've labeled them, classified them, categorized them. And the ultimate highest level of mutant, if you're looking at X-Men abilities, is what they call the Omega level of mutant. Professor X says, basically the Omega level of mutant, they have unlimited powers. We have no idea 
how uh, how powerful these mutants are. They just it's unlimited, infinite amount of power. I believe Patrick Mahomes, if we're going to classify X uh, X Men abilities, and I'm going to use the X Men uh, analogy, then he is the Omega level mutant. And I think his X Men ability. No, you got more than just one thing you can do really well as an X Men. Is the fact that no lead is safe. No lead is safe. It no. How about this? When I, I looked at the eight best offenses when playing from behind or trailing since 2018, I just told you they got three of the top five, the top three, and five in the top eight. No Kansas City offense is even top six when tied or leading since 2018. Hmm. Not even top six when tied or leading. He's at his best, <laughs> and they're at their best from a deficit. With distress. When trailing, yes. Yes, with distress. It almost ignites yeah. something in him. You know what I mean? It, it does. It almost, for, for some reason, it brings out that omega-level mutant ability that he can come back from almost any deficit. It's called, I want to win. And maybe this is a competitive yeah. sickness. Yep. So I because I'm a Texans fan, so I remember this, and so does Patrick. This is probably why Patrick decided to leave the Texans. <laughs> Everybody remembers when the Texans had a 24 point lead on Kansas City in Kansas City. I predicted the Texans would win that game, and I was riding high at the time. Um, trust me, I crashed hard. All right, um, <laughs> there are 33, 33 NFL games where an NFL team came back from a deficit of at least 23 points. I repeat, 33 NFL games where a team came back to win a game after being down at least 23 points. One of those was Patrick Mahomes in that, te- in that game versus the Texans. Out of those 30, by the way, just talking about goats, I might as well give you this little ghost that about Tom Brady. Uh, Tom Brady, the only quarterback in NFL history with multiple 24-plus point comeback wins. <laughs> He's just a freak. By the way, you know what the other one is? Kirk Cousins. Nah, y'all didn't guess that. Nobody saw that coming. Nobody. I was hoping, <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. I was hoping was that this year. That. that was this year, right? Exactly, yeah. Kirk yeah, Cousins. And Tom- <laughs> that doesn't count. It was the Colts. <laughs> yeah, 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 that's what I'm saying. No. Kirk Cousins and Tom Brady, only quarterbacks in NFL history with 24-plus with point comeback wins. Crazy. But this is what's also mind-blowing. Out of those 33 games where... You had Bobby Lane's got one of these. Um, Dan Pastorini. Dan, you know, uh, Craig Morton's got one. Uh, I mean, there are a bunch of these. I mean, it goes down the list. Great quarterbacks. Hell, Frank Reich, of course, remember that. Um, but t- basically, Patrick Mahomes has the only win out of all of those quarterbacks, those 33 instances where they had to come back from at least 23-plus points. He has the only win where he ended up leading at halftime. All of those other games where teams came back from 23-plus points to win a game, they were all down. They were all losing at halftime. He's the only quarterback in NFL history that was down 23 points and came back to win and ended up leading at halftime. (laughs) Now, maybe that's about the ineptitude and dysfunction of the Texans right, being a foster right. pluck of a franchise, but they can't be the only one. At talking that about, time. Yeah, we're talking about, you know, decades of sample size here. He's the only one. It, it doesn't even take them long to come back from these deficits, mm-hmm. double-digit deficits. So I went rabbit-holing. I went rabbit-holing, you guys know. 
I had nothing else better to do. I went and looked at double-digit deficits in the playoffs and what quarterbacks had, what their win-loss record was when they were down double digits in any playoff game. The only thing I did not consider is when it was a game-winning touchdown, a game-winning score that put them down double digits. So they had to be within the construct of the game. Time for them to make a comeback, basically. <clears throat> Tom Brady, 5-8. and eight. When he is down double digits in the playoffs, five and eight, which is really damn good, actually. Now that I'm looking at it in retrospect and I'm comparing it to the other, uh, juxtaposed to the other great great quarterbacks I looked at. And by the way, he's two and one <laughs> went down double digits in a Super Bowl. Mm. That's why he's the GOAT. Yep. Two and one, no situations. But five and eight overall. So not, you know, not great, but not bad. But actually, it is great when you can compare it to other quarterbacks. Aaron Rodgers, two and six in such circumstances. Drew Brees was one and eight in such circumstances. Joe Montana, two and six. Both of those wins came with Kansas City. How about that? Hmm. He's two and two when he was down double digits and uh, double digits in the playoffs with Kansas City. Hmm. The goat goats never lose it. Right. They don't never lose. Right. He was old man at that time. Did hell the Oilers? He did the Oilers dirty in those playoffs. The Oilers were up. We were one of those teams. Love you, Blue. Man, up double on, digits man. on Joe Montana. Came back and beat us like we stole something. All right. It seems like the Houston <laughs> franchise has been in two of these, man. Ding 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 yeah. ding ding ding. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah. There is a theme. Yeah, there is a <laughs> and theme. it is the dysfunction of the Houston franchises. Yep. Brett Favre one in seven in such opportunities. Down double digits in the playoffs. Peyton Manning, two and seven. What about his his peers now, his contemporaries? Josh mm-hmm. Allen, zero oh and two. Joe Burrow, one and two. Lamar Jackson, one and three. Patrick Mahomes, four and two. Mm. There's an argument to be made. I haven't done the deep dive research. I can do it later this week. I don't know if any quarterback all time is going to have a winning record. Down double digits in the playoffs. Yep. I don't know if there's going to be a quarterback with a winning record. We might have to go back to, I don't know. Like, I mean, I, I, Before they Kenny had Stabler records. or something. Like, I don't know. I, we hey, can that's go back. not a bad one I went, right there. I went, I went, I went and looked at the, the goats that we're comparing him to. The Joe Montanas, Tom Brady, Peyton Manning, Aaron Rodgers. Those guys aren't even close. When they're down double digits in the playoffs, it's over. The GOAT is the only one. Tom Brady, yep. when he's down double digits in the playoffs, it ain't over. Mm. But everybody else... They're barely scraping by when they're down double digits in the playoffs. Patrick Mahomes, four and two. Right. He's, got a, he's the only one with a winning record. And by the way, one of those losses was by six points to the Patriots. End up easily be five and one. Yeah. Now I'm telling you, it's that is his omega level, category five, force of nature ability. No lead is safe. As long as he's on the field. That's why I keep saying. There's no way you're taking me out of the game. Six Anytime points, his team is down. 10 points, 14 points. I'm serious. It doesn't matter. I got another little stat for you before we wrap this thing up. So looking at fourth quarter. Remember I gave you a stat earlier about Derek Carr. Fourth quarter comeback opportunities. This means an opportunity for a fourth quarter comeback mm-hmm. and also an opportunity for a game-winning drive. Combine the stats. Okay? Tom Brady, he's at 56% winning percentage. 
when he's got an basically a fifty six percent winning percentage when he's got an opportunity for a fourth quarter comeback or a game winning drive. <laughs> that dude is just unbelievable. Mm. Uh, Patrick Mahomes is right behind him. He's right behind the goat. He's got a fifty percent winning uh, percentage when there's an opportunity for a game winning drive or a fourth quarter comeback. I Meaning there's a fifty percent chance that if he's got a chance to go win the game in the clutch, he's gonna win it. Tom Brady's he's over he's over uh, uh you know pretty much a coin toss to do it fifty six percent. But those are the only quarterbacks. Strange enough, right now not a huge sample size. Tua's in Tua's at fifty percent too. Strangely enough, and Jimmy Garoppolo, shout out to Jimmy, Jimmy, Jimmy G. Also in that category, but we all know Tom Brady, Jim, Patrick Mahomes, Jimmy G, and Tua. Some of the, a couple of those things are not like the others. My point being <laughs> that if you're looking at just clutch gene, and not only clutch gene, but the ability to go from being hot to a supernova to be able to bring your team back to win games, I don't know if there's anybody that's been better at it in the history of the NFL. Like I said, Tom Brady said, but it took Tom Brady a long time to get to them numbers. Patrick Holmes, this is his football character. This is in his DNA. This is what he does. Yeah. And he has even actually thanked the Big 12 for this. He said, the, I thank the bad defense at, in Texas Tech for this, too. They, they were in so many games where they had to score 50 points. Yeah. And they, they would score 50 points and lose. That he actually is used to this shootout mentality. <laughs> yeah. That being down 14 points in the Big 12 football is really nothing. Double digits in Big 12 football is nothing. You can overcome that thing quick, fast, in a hurry. And he has his mentality now that when he's down two touchdowns, he's down 17 points, he figures, oh, we got a chance to catch up. Now, maybe that's because defense in the Big 12 wasn't great or bad defense, whatever it was. The culture at Texas Tech for their football team was always lopsided based on offense. Whatever it is, it has programmed him now to believe that anytime they are uh-huh. down double digits, not only does he have a chance to come back, it's almost an inevitability. It is written. It has been written. It was part of the script. It's part of the script. It's part of the script, <laughs> That's his X-Man ability, ladies and gentlemen. That's the X-Man ability. No, the thing that he does better um, than anybody else, as well as anybody else, I would say better than anybody else, mm-hmm. no lead is safe with Mahomes. And no other quarterback in NFL history has that type of comeback DNA. His comeback DNA is omega-level mutant. It's crazy. I love it. All I right. love it. And I know Texas Tech fans that are listening that have been Oof. giving me crap are loving it right now. Uh, yeah, they, yeah, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> They've been giving you the business. They've been giving you the business out there, no doubt. Uh, all right, we'll come back. We'll get into a little more off the record on the other side, right here on Ball Don't Lie, 104 number one. All right, welcome back to Ball Don't Lie right here on 104 Down the Horn. It's a top of the charts Tuesday. We play jams that reach the top of the Billboard charts on this day in history. And yes, this day in history, it is Valentine's Day. So it's a Valentine's Day themed show, but not a Valentine's Day themed top of the charts Tuesday. Patrick's already stated, if you want to take the songs that way down, you know, you can say that they're Valentine's Day related, but there's actually no Valentine's Day theme for Top of the Charts Tuesday, which I appreciate, by the way. My man Patrick, he's dead inside when it comes to Valentine's Day. Not a fan. And some of you out there, y'all not fans either. So if you don't like Valentine's Day, hey, it's all good. It's a fake holiday, man. It's not even a holiday. 
We celebrate fake holidays all the time. It's, it's like a, three real holidays. Exactly. <laughs> it's a Tuesday. You don't have to worry about it too much at all. Uh, it's not a real holiday like St. Patrick's Day. Exactly. <laughs> now that's for my people, the drunks. St. <laughs> Patrick's Day, once again, yeah, we, it's also got a, not a made-up holiday, but definitely one that we have kind of manufactured yeah. and turned it into our own thing. Which, by the yeah. way, I'm a fan of St. Patty's Day because uh, me and my wife's anniversary before we got married was St. Patty's Day. Like our official relationship anniversary yeah. was St. Patty's Day. Yeah. Was that your first date or was that when you that was first like when, met? That, no, that's when we declared exclusivity. Oh, okay. Like okay. I was like, all right, I'm only going. Was gone. it because y'all was drinking all that green beer? No. Or was it, or we was it before y'all and- went out to green, drink green beer and like, <laughs> hey, before we go get plastered, like we're together, yeah, right? Where, where, all right, all right. Where we going sure. with this? No, they basically, yeah. We, yeah, I mean, it was kind of dating around doing, I was doing my thing. I don't know what she was doing. But then I, and she brought up the exclusivity thing and I was like, you know what? Uh, the other women I'm seeing, they ain't worth it. They ain't worth a damn. So, yes, I will be exclusive and I will just hang out with you. Boom. And, and then it was, and I said, make it St. Patty's Day because I remember it. St. Yeah. Patty's Day was the anniversary. Can't forget that. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, because you knew you was going to be partying I regardless. I was going to be partying. I would remember. Yeah, you go. Exactly. Uh, okay, let's get to this uh, story. I was going to play some audio here, but tell with the audio. We'll, we'll read the story real quick. We'll get to the audio next time when we finish talking about the Super Bowl. So I'm with this. I got this from New York Post. So there's a, vi- a TikTok viral sensation happening where single ladies, Patrick, Pay attention to this, bro. This is big for you. <laughs> single ladies are now going on shopping sprees at a Home Depot yep. vying for a chance to meet an eligible bachelor among the owls of the hardwood, screwdrivers and nails and whatever. Women on TikTok have discovered the perfect spot to window shop for single men is Home Depot. Um, delete the dating apps in 2023 content creator advised in a clip with over 24,000 views that she was headed to Home Depot to look confused in the lumber aisle and have some man, you know, come over to advise her or help her. And then she could snatch him up. Home Depot dating on the platform. TikTok has 3.6 billion views. Mm. Ladies are going to Home Depot, guys. Remember I told you you should go to the grocery store and yep. pick up chicks? This is the same thing. This is the women's version yeah. of going to the grocery store, picking up chicks. If there's a man there at the Home Depot, what did they tell you? What did they tell you if you got a man, if you were looking for a man at Home Depot, he can he can he can slang that wood. There you go. He can slang that wood. He's, he's, he's all a about good driller. He can drill it. Yep. Do it yourself. Do it yourselfer. You can do it. Do it yourself. Uh, what is it? An he, FIY? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and, and he's or DIY. DIY. Yeah. He's he's strong with his hands usually up in there. That's what I'm saying. When I go to the grocery store, when I'm looking at cart, I be like, all right, she obviously cooks. She cooks really good. I like that. Uh, she don't eat too many carbs. Oh, she likes to eat some fruit. Oh, she likes I don't know the candy, the the ice cream Snickers. Uh, to, at night, whatever it is. I get all of my information from one little glance in her cart, man. Same thing at Home Depot. These ladies are brilliant. And if I was a single man, I'd be at Home Depot right now picking up these single ladies. I'd See, be walking around with a cart of stuff I can't afford. <laughs> <laughs> just, oh, are y'all buying all that? Nah. Uh, just just like really high-end lighting stuff. Where oh, she's yeah. like, yeah. are you putting this in your mansion? Yeah, girl. Nah, man, I'm going to put it in my roommate's <laughs> <laughs> spare room that's also true too uh, you you mostly live in a home if you're at Home Depot 
Yeah. I live no. in a home no, sorry, no, no, with I, I other say, men. You live in a home. You know, you're in a Home Depot usually if you're like, you live in an apartment. He's like, no, I'll call the super for that. I'll call yeah. or whatever. <laughs> hey, they the maintenance person. Them women ain't going to find nothing but at Home Depot than day laborers. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, willing to help you, ladies, if y'all need it. All right? You damn right. You just, hey, ladies, y'all need some help around that house? I got gotcha. you. All right? You got to let you know. You're going to get some and drywall and done. <laughs> exactly. Oh, I love it. I, I'm telling you, man, this this makes perfect sense. I swear when I was young, I would do this at the grocery store. I would go to the grocery store. Sometimes I would even wear like slacks or like a sport coat. Ladies don't know. Then nobody's assume you're going to the grocery store in a sport coat just because you're a sicko like I am. No, they assume this guy came from a business meeting. He's here to do some quick shopping. Dude, women see you in the grocery store in a suit or a sport coat. Gotta fight them off with a stick. Yep. They be yep. stalking you down the aisles. You're like, damn, why this woman following me? They just looking for it. Now they're looking at it for it at Home Depot. Telling you, guys. Make sure you're not standing by the rulers. Uh, what? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, you know what? We're moving on on that note right there. All right, we come back. We'll get into uh, the latest, the, the last of our Super Bowl review, I should say. We'll get into that on the other side right here on Ball Don't Lie, 104.9 The Horn.